Hi, everyone. This is Sam Stern, joined as always by Jenny Wise. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. And we are excited to have with us on the line a special guest who will be speaking at Forrester's CXNYC event next month in June in New York, Raj Sivasubramanian from Airbnb. He's the CX Insights Manager there. Hi, Raj. Hi. Thanks for joining us. We're really excited to talk to you about customer experience at Airbnb and your role there. And to preview a little bit without giving it all away, your speech next month in New York, how did you get into the role you have at Airbnb? Did a number of different roles as a practitioner at eBay. And then an opportunity opened up at Airbnb a year or so ago to help them build out their voice of customer program further in a similar way that I did at eBay. Airbnb also being a marketplace environment similar to eBay where you have to balance the needs of two different parties was was exciting for me. That's great. And you hit on it in your introduction there, the parallels between eBay having mm-hmm. sellers and buyers and Airbnb having hosts and guests. And there's sort of these two sides to the marketplace and both need to feel like they're getting value from the company in the middle for it to be a thriving ecosystem. How do you balance between hosts and guests as customers of yours and customers who you both want to come out having a good experience? We consider hosts and guests both equal customers. From a CX perspective, we really want to try to create experiences and support both of them. But the challenge there is that oftentimes there's going to be disagreements, there's going to be policy issues, there's going to be things that happen where a decision might be made that needs to be made to do the right thing for one party, but that could have a negative impact on the other party. So it's a challenge for us. But I think we realize that in some cases, the counterparty might not be happy with the decision that was made, but we try to treat both sides with respect and ensure that we are communicating effectively to ensure that at least if one side doesn't necessarily agree with the decision, they respect where we're coming from. So give us a bit of a preview of what you'll be talking about on stage. Absolutely. I'm going to spend some time talking about some of the new and innovative approaches to capturing feedback that we're pursuing. Specifically, we've integrated video feedback into our program. I mean, I think capturing customer feedback via surveys is something that a lot of people are familiar with. And there's a lot of good that comes from your traditional customer survey. But what we found was that video can be a lot more powerful in a lot of different ways. It's really amplified our program, both in terms of engagement from customers, but then also the reaction action we get from internal stakeholders to really want to consume this feedback and really act on it. It's really been exciting, some of the results that have come through. And as part of the talk in New York, I'm going to share the process we went through to think about how we want to integrate video feedback, some of the use cases that we've seen, and then some of the successes we've had using video. I've talked with some other companies about this idea too, because it's true that when you capture customer feedback via survey, even if it's more qualitative and open form text entry, you're still missing a lot of what it is that they're saying and how they're saying it and tone, right? And what is the meaning behind the words that they're saying? And so video provides the opportunity to get a lot more insight out of that customer interaction and what it is that they're saying. How are you then turning these videos into something that's actionable? One of the key elements of this is you have to link it back to something that the organization cares about. Right now, we have a CX transactional survey. For every customer, a survey goes out a couple of days later. It's a standard NTS survey. We capture, likely to recommend, a few other pieces of quantitative data. And we have around probably 2 million responses a year to that survey. So it's a pretty significant program that is consumed by teams all across the organization. They use it for a number of decisions, both in terms of improvements to the support experience, but then also in terms of things we can do with the product. So that's a quantitative mechanism that we use. And to make this video feedback work, we integrated the video into that survey. So basically what happens is after the first 
like with the recommend question, in lieu of the open-end text box, we give customers the option to leave video feedback. So it's integrated with that survey. It's not launched to everybody. It's just some manageable percentage. So we have now this library of good video feedback, but because it's linked to the survey, we can connect the video response to an NTS score. We can connect it to a number of other operational metrics. So it's not just the emotional reaction from the video. We can also connect that back to the key metrics that teams are looking for. So, so the beauty of that is twofold. One is if there's a video that is just something that we need to share that we think is useful to go drive a change, by connecting it back to the survey, we have a bunch of other data that we can use to make the case for why something needs to be done. But then on the flip side, if there's certain initiatives, if there's certain things that we're tracking, if we're seeing that a score in a certain region is lower than it needs to be and we want to dig into it, I can also go search for specific videos related to that particular issue and then use the combination of the head and the heart to actually drive some change that way. So we often find that when people are faced with a new type of an interaction, whether it's using their voice to interact with devices or even being asked to provide video feedback instead of typing it in, sometimes that requires extra onboarding or instructions to be given, or some people may even feel uncomfortable with this new type of interaction and really not want to do it. So what have you seen in rolling out this video feedback capture? So one point there is that the option to provide feedback was optional. So it's, it's again, the second question of the survey after they give us their likely to recommend score. We say, thanks for your feedback. We'd like to learn more. Would you like to leave a video response? telling mm -hmm. us more. And if they say no, then there's an open-end text box instead. If they say yes, then we actually do prompt them and we say, thank you for doing this. We want to hear more. Imagine like you're talking to someone directly at Airbnb and then just leave us the feedback as if you were talking to us directly. And we went back and forth on that language. And what we found was prompting them that way, we actually got a lot of excitement and a lot of engagement. And again, it was a small percentage of customers that chose the video option, which we expected. But the people that did choose it, the feedback that we God, was incredible. And, and, and people were actually really excited about it. And a number of people, the first thing they said was, wow, this is really exciting. I love the fact that you're giving me the opportunity to leave a video. Some people made jokes about how it's an interesting new way to do it, but they're going to embrace it. There wasn't really a whole lot in the sense of like, we didn't really need to onboard. Another thing too, with video, it's so prevalent in society today. People have no problems leaving videos on social media. So if this was five years ago, it might have been different. But when we got to a place as a society where, where, where people are used to it, so it seemed like the right time to try it. It's funny, I mean, some of these people are in the car and they're just driving and talking freely for five minutes about something while they're driving. Some people were doing it while they were jogging, which made it great because it's one of those things too where if people were comfortable with it, they would give us a lot better feedback than they might if they had to type out a response, right? You yeah. could do it while you're doing something else. And that was a great learning for us is that we actually got a lot more deeper insight than we might get from someone just typing out a text response. As you were saying, the information density of a one-minute video, they can say a lot of words. They can give you a lot of uh, meaning and context with their expressions and the tone and pitch of the way they talk. So I like that both that you're being mindful of when a way of delivering feedback has become mainstream yeah. enough that you can offer it and when a new way of giving feedback or you know recording messages means that you should not be wedded to the old way. Raj, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Really interesting conversation and love to hear behind the scenes what's happening at Airbnb to create good guest and host experiences. And we'll look forward to hearing more from you in person in New York next month at our CXNYC event. So thanks for joining us. Looking forward to it. Listeners, we have posted a link to the event if you would like to join us there in person as well with information about how you can save some money on your event ticket from listening to the podcast. We'd love to see you in person and we'll talk to you all on next week's episode. Goodbye for now. 
thanks to our colleagues Amanda Chen for recording and mixing the episode and Will Wilsey for editing and publishing. And listeners, if you have questions, feedback, comments, or suggestions for new episodes, please email us at cxcast at forrester.com. And remember, your customers' perceptions are your customer experience reality.